Hi, and welcome back to New and Approved. You're here with Ben and Anika. And you just heard Wherever We Go, the brand new track from a brand new album, Mercurial, which just dropped today. And we're joined by the artist behind the track, Vera Blue, who joins us today in studio. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm well. How are you guys? Going well. So really fun to be here. <laughs> awesome. I love how the little red light goes ding. <laughs> and we're like, we're on air. Yes. <laughs> it so, feels professional. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's amazing to have you in here today and chat about uh, this amazing new album. Yeah, thank you. How are you feeling as the, the day's coming up close and you can finally share it with the world? Very mixed emotions. I could say my range of emotions is literally the whole album in one so it's very I'm feeling very mercurial but I'm I'm very excited mostly excited and nervous blended together so I think that's just like a nice little jittery feeling I'm good I'm very excited <laughs> I love that and we did want to touch on the title of mm. the album as well because mercurial obviously um, kind of encapsulates that fluctuation in moods and emotions yeah um, yeah talk, talk to us a little bit about piecing together this body of work yeah well when we were working on the album we kind of the songs I realized I took a step back and I realized all the songs are about so many different things and there's so many different sounds and emotions and colours and I just wanted something that kind of meant basically just like sudden shifts and changes in emotion, which is exactly what Mercurial is. And um, and I heard in a few movies, there was some movies that I was watching and, and it's like that thing where as soon as you are aware of a word, you just keep hearing it everywhere. Mm. So it's called yep. something, there's a really cool word for it, we'll have to look it up. <laughs> but yeah, I just kept I kept seeing the word and and I really fell in love with it and it kind of strangely sounds like perennial as well. So it's like this weird mm. like sister album kind of thing, but it's about something completely different, super colourful, super emotional and yeah, I'm excited for people to hear it. Amazing. And we just heard one of the amazing tracks from the uh, record, Wherever We Go. What can you share about that song and sort of its journey from writing to mm. recording? I love that you guys heard that song. Um, this song's definitely one of my favourites and it's actually going to be one of my favourites to perform live as well. It's just a total upbeat, feel-good song. But it was basically that song when we were writing it. Um, I wanted to write a song about wanting to kind of or it's actually like living in the moment. So there's a lyric that says this is the best that it's going to get. And it's kind of the idea of living in the moment and accepting, you know, whatever's happening, whether it's good or bad, just kind of going, yep, this is what it is. I'm going to try and just enjoy life the way it is. Yeah, totally. And obviously the album was written, I guess, over the course of lockdowns and lots of big changes. Um, yeah. I guess both in the in the broader world, but also in personal lives as well. Yeah. Um, how has like th- those big changes in the world kind of contributed to that identity of feeling those kinds of ways? Oh, it really has. Like, I guess I feel like I'm a very open person. I feel like I'm open and my emotions are all very... I feel sensitive to the world and what's happening. So naturally, it's actually hilarious. That song, Wherever We Go, was written before COVID. Interesting. And now I listen to that song and I'm like, kind of makes me feel like I'm talking about lockdown, but I'm not. But hey, anything that works. Anything that works, people can relate in any way. So yeah, yeah, it's it's been really interesting to kind of... um, capture what's happening around me especially with my friends and my family and how they're feeling um on this album there's a few moments where I actually have been inspired by what my friends have been going through and then in doing so I still naturally relate to the song and go yeah I've definitely been through that so it all comes back around yeah and then in terms of maybe musical choices or Mm. instrumentation production choices or anything that throughout lockdown that gave you a chance to sort of dive into a bit more, if that makes sense? Yeah, I guess um, starting songs in their rawest form, um, just a guitar or a piano, I think that was something that I was playing with a lot, and especially with The Curse. The Curse was one of the songs that on the album where I started the song just on piano, me and my vocal, and we were like, do we keep it that way? Do we make it into this big track? Um, And then we eventually were like, well, 
now that we love the song so much, I feel like it deserves more than just a piano. We need to kind of give it some more love. So I guess during COVID there was a lot of like just me by myself kind of thing. And then when I got to hang out with the boys and create music, we just like would just love throwing beats at it, played some live drums, live bass. Um, a lot of those elements are happening on stage as well, which is exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> it's really always so cool to hear about this behind-the-scenes thing and how p- these songs that we love and play all the time, how they come to life. It's always mm. so cool. And is that something that when you're also listening to music, you're interested in that as well? When you're finding new artists, you're going back and learning how they came up with it, maybe production choices. Is that something you're interested in? Yeah, it's inevitable. Whenever I'm listening to, like, for example, if I listen to a Miley Cyrus song from her latest album, I'm going like, I can just picture her in the studio with the producer creating all of those really cool synth bass lines or, you know, 80s synth sounds um, and just kind of really throwing every emotion and every idea at the song to turn it into this, like, weapon of a piece. Um, but then there's some occasions where I'll listen and I'll just kind of try not to think too much about that stuff, just try and enjoy the music for what it is rather than going, I wonder how they got that bass sound. I wonder what she did to a voice there to make it sound like that. I try not to get too in that into that world. It's yeah. so hard not to, though. I feel like once you know something on a technical level, oh, you yeah. can't, like, untrain your brain. You cannot unsee the sound of how they did it. It's like I think about my producer and I'm like... He would just constantly be going, how'd they get that tone? (laughs) It's really interesting. But, yeah, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes you have to separate yourself from it and just feel the music. How do you do that? How do you separate, I guess, your your life from your work? Because obviously being an artist, like you're working around the clock and especially in this era, I'm coming out now of of lockdowns and all that kind of thing. But I feel like in lockdowns, to keep busy, we would just revert back to like making, creating things, especially as artists. Um, How do you kind of delineate now coming in a post kind of lockdown space? How do you delineate Mm. work from... Work, work from rest and yeah. play, essentially. It is so interesting. I guess since, like, lockdown stuff has been has ended, it has been go, go, go. So I feel like I've just been Vera Blue ever since then, <laughs> which is also cool because I am, like, Vera Blue and I am also Celia Pavey. So it's kind of like they've just morphed into this one thing. But during COVID, it was almost like I wouldn't say I forgot how to perform or forgot how to kind of get into that creative space um, of my artistry but it took me a minute to get back on that horse because I was like a bit lost and it kind of messed with my mental health and and just I just felt a little bit out of touch with what what I used to do touring all the time so it's been very interesting um, but I'm, I'm back on that horse and I'm like yes let's go let's go let's go let's do live shows let's do everything yeah, and like your last full kind of album body of work was in 2017. I know, it's so is, bad. Yeah, well, it's not, I, I, I think it's a bad thing. I think it's just like, it's a thing. It's a thing, um, it's a thing. But yeah, like how do you how do you feel? Is, is there a sense of pressure almost where you're kind of releasing another big body of work um, and there's almost this pressure for growth as well? Yeah, there definitely is, but I think I also put most of the pressure on myself. Um, I feel like I'm not really... No one's really pressuring me to do anything yeah. or for it to be anything um, in, like, in particular, but I think a lot of the pressure comes from myself and wanting people to, to love it and wanting people to relate to it, but I always have to take a step back and go, you know what, it's, it's a piece of music or a body of work that I've made that I feel really strongly about and that I connect to and feel passionate about, and not everyone has to like it, and that's okay. It's art. Um, so I think now I'm just kind of ready to just lay it off and give it to everyone else to do whatever they wish. So, yeah. There's an interesting point about growing as an artist and sort of being in different positions that you were for previous releases. And also on Sin here, we love to um, talk about other musicians, other artists. Was there anything when you're getting this album together, Mm. um, 
musically that inspired you? Any new artists that you found? Any things you came across? Even uh, visually, TV shows, movies that you felt maybe shaped certain sounds on the album? Oh, that's a great question. I actually really love that. I'm trying to think when we were working on... Um <laughs> when we were working on Mercurial, there was a lot of time spent in the studio with the guys and in our breaks or at night time we were watching um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't know if it really had anything, any kind of influence on the music, but it's what we were watching. Um, but I was listening to, I don't know, I kind of like, what I listen to changes so much, but there was a bit, I was listening to a bit of The Weeknd, which I was loving. Um, I always love listening to artists like Joni Mitchell, Joan Baez, Simon and Garfunkel. So there's always like a weird little blend of things. Um, and even like there was a moment of like Tame Impala that I was listening to a lot, which I think is there's a few Tame Impala-esque moments in wherever we go. I'm not sure what it is about it, but we heard tones and sounds from artists that we were kind of drawing from and just added them in some way and then morphed them into something else. So I don't know, there were a few different kind of influences, but we never start out with a particular influence because it kind of sometimes will we'll go tunnel vision with it. So it often sometimes will turn into like multiple influences. Yeah, totally. That's an interesting in one song. thing. <laughs> so uh, you don't like, you sit in there in the recording studio, you're not saying, oh, I love a Tame Impala sounding guitar, mm. or is that the case? You are sort of saying, I want this sort of sound on guitar, this sort of sound on drums. Is that it what it's like? It does happen sometimes, but most of the time we'll go into the studio and we will start on something and then it will inevitably remind us of something and we go, mm. oh, that reminds me of this song, and then we delve deeper into like the sounds or the tones that they're using. Um, but then there's songs like uh, Everything is Wonderful on the album where there was no, like, barely any influence apart from when we got to the end. I was like, oh, I really, I really love Massive Attack and, like, the really dark brooding beats and, like, really, uh, like, emotional vocals just kind of intertwined. So sometimes it's actually really hard to remember because it happens so quickly. It's like I'm in a daze when I'm in the studio. I come out of the studio and I'm like... <laughs> What ha- what just happened? And then I'm in the car and I'm listening to this song that we made and I'm like, cool, I was on another planet. Sick. <laughs> no, I love that. And I feel like subconsciously with music and with like um, just generally things that you're exposed to, things subconsciously inspire you and things subconsciously, um, yeah, inspire you and like, yeah. It, like, yeah, allow you to create different bodies of work. And it sounds as though this this body of work, Mercurial, is very much inspired by just like little intricate things like throughout yeah the course of like the last five years definitely it's it is like about um multiple different things and i guess in the last few years and on working on it i was going through different things like mental health i fell in love again i was learning to love learning how to accept love um having friendship things and yeah it was just like a crazy time of all those molded together and and healing with mental health and stuff like that and learning about myself and and realizing what I was going through and how I could even like put that into a song um was super powerful as well yeah I agree would you say Mercurial is more of a like reflective kind of body of work yeah it is it definitely is um perennial was kind of more healing from heartbreak and learning about myself and this is like a whole other level of learning about myself and also like in doing so I think it allows hopefully people when they listen to it to kind of be a bit more introspective and learn about themselves as well think about how they're feeling and think about the world around them and yeah and also just take it easy as well look after yourself (laughs) all really important things (laughs) and as we uh, speak here you're Almost on the way for a, an Aussie tour, which is exciting yes. for, for everybody. Yes. I'm very pumped. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, of course, this album will be a fair chunk of the set list. And you mentioned uh, Wherever We Go will be a, a favourite for you to play. Mm. What sort of other songs are you looking forward to playing for uh, all the people who come? And is there any that you feel like people should learn the words to more than others? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question too. I think there's a couple of songs that I'm really pumped to play. They're very high energy. There's one called Lethal Over- Lethal, and the um, main lyric is kind of lethal overdrive, kind of feeling like you've lost control but you're allowing that to happen. It's quite like an empowering song but it's also very messy. Um, it's got lots and lots of energy, like flash dance kind of vibes. And then there's another one called Feel Better which is also in the same world, um, feeling like you're in a quarter-life crisis and you're just going like, I need to just do whatever I need to do to survive. Um, so th- those songs... I feel like a, a, I'm really resonating with at the moment because they just are so. I also just really want to dance. Yeah. They're just, they're just <laughs> so high energy and they make me feel good and yeah, kind of like the concept of um, being on the road to feeling better or kind of like letting yourself just do whatever you need to do. <laughs> yes, no, I love that. And you are playing alongside Becca Hatch, or Becca yes. Hatch is supporting you. Um, that is so amazing, especially for such a young artist as well. Um, yep. Have you met Becca Hatch? What's the situation? I have. We met at a writing camp. Um, I think it may have been maybe... Uh, could have even been this time last year. I feel like it was hot in Sydney. Um, and she's just so cool. Like, she, she's just... I just love her voice, <laughs> her whole steez. Like, she's just the best so I just had to when I was trying to figure out who I wanted to support the tour I was thinking of all these artists that I love and there's so many amazing artists and then I was like I feel like Becca would be really cool yeah so it'd be really fun definitely an artist to compliment I feel like your style <laughs> yeah 100%. I also I heard her on, on Triple J once and I was like when I was in the car and I was like who's this I looked it up I was like of course it's Becca like, like yeah slay. Slay. that's amazing um to kind of take a step back, sorry. Uh, so you mentioned a lot of the songs that you're looking forward to playing when you're on the road. Is there a process for you having to connect yourself back to when you wrote it? Like mm. maybe you're in a different mindset or a different person even to a point. Is it hard for you to connect while you're playing it live or is there something you need to go through to get to that point? I think I feel like when I'm performing all the songs, it just happens unnaturally un- unless unless I'm like sick or if I hear like a weird sound in my ears or something that's distracting me from telling the story of the song um but naturally it's just it just happens I always put myself back into the shoes of myself when I went through that moment or when my best friend went through that moment or all those kinds of things but there have you know there have been moments where I performed songs and they have been really painful to to perform because I'm putting myself back in that place um but over time it gets easier and easier so it's kind of empowering and, and I feel like getting stronger in terms of performing songs that were quite heartbreaking to sing. Totally. Almost reclaiming your story yeah. and reclaiming that experience. Because I, I also think about the fact that there's someone in the audience maybe that is going through whatever I'm singing about in that particular moment. So it's like that's when it gets a bit like, oh, God, this could be really affecting someone out there or it could be making them feel better or it could be all these different emotions that I do think about the audience feeling. <laughs> it's such a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. It just has to, I, I don't know, I just, I like that part of connection. Yeah, but it's so true. I think at its core, music has such healing properties and it feels as though this um, album material is almost like um, a collation of healing but also a bit of dance, a bit of disco yeah, kind of moment. A bit, um, bit of love. bit of love. There's like, I, I'm currently with, I'm still with my boyfriend that I wrote a few of the, like, I'll call them love songs. They are love songs to me. But there's also that part of it where, he was there to walk me through this journey of, of mental health or walk me through the toughest times and, and us 
developing together as, as a couple as well, which is super beautiful. And when I perform these songs, it's just, it's so nice. It's just a nice feeling. It's beautiful. <laughs> that is so beautiful. <laughs> it's amazing. And I feel like that is a great note to end on. Um, if, if to all the people listening out there, yeah. check out uh, Vera Blue's website for all the dates. Thank you so much for joining us today and chatting about this amazing new record. Thank you for having me, guys. I Thank loved you. it. Awesome.